family of Christ, welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast. My name is Francis Wesso, and on behalf of the entire Global Grace Ministry team, I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. Today we begin a new series entitled Thriving in Adversity. With everything that is going on in the world lately, I want to share with you a few strategies to teach you how not only to survive these difficult times we are living in, but also thrive in it. How can we move forward facing the loss of innocent lives like what just happened in Uvalde, Texas? How do we overcome the anxiety that it is rising from the inflation that we are all facing? How do we overcome the aftermath of the losses we suffer from the pandemic? In this series, we are going to take a few weeks to share strategies that the Bible gives us to move ahead. And not only to move ahead, but also be the light in the darkness for this world that faces so much suffering. John 16.33 tells us, These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have affliction, but trust, I have overcome the world. Christ knew that in this life we will face afflictions. But in order for us to have peace, he reminds us that he has overcome the world. Christ on the cross overcame all the adversity that we will ever face, and in Him we can face any adversity that life throws our way. This is the question now, how do we do it? To begin with, I believe that in order to overcome our afflictions, we need to classify them correctly. We need to know what we are up against. Once we know our enemy, we know how to face him. The main adversities or afflictions that we all face are four. Everyone at different times in life faces trials, attacks, processes, and temptations. And if we fall into those temptations, we also have to face their consequences. Also, sadly, sometimes we not only face the consequences of our sins, but we also face the consequences of other people's sins. I believe that each problem or challenge that we face fits into these categories. Therefore, in the following episodes, we are going to be talking about how to face biblically each one of them. I'm going to teach you how to distinguish your adversities, and also I'll be sharing resources to overcome them. To begin with, we have to understand that as believers, we should not face our adversities or afflictions like the people of the world do. 2 Corinthians 10.3 tells us, for although we live in the world, we do not fight battles as the world does. I honestly do not know how some people get through their pain without God's help. But the good news is that we do not have to do it alone. We have the Holy Spirit walking with us and helping us find in the Word of God the strength, the wisdom, and the plans of action that we need to get ahead in life. Having said all this, I want to give you the definitions of each of the adversities or challenges that we face. First, I want to discuss what the Bible calls trials or afflictions. Because we live in a broken world, all believers and non-believers face these difficulties. James 1, 2, and 3 tells us, My brethren, consider yourself very happy when you have to face various tests, for you already know that the test of your faith produces constancy. 
In my opinion, we can face two types of trials. God allows the first type of trial to test our faith, not for him to know our level of faith, but so that we know how strong or weak our faith is. The other type of trial that come to us comes simply because we live in a broken world. The pandemic and now the inflation that we are all experiencing are problems that do not distinguish age, sex, marital status, or religious faith. People all over the world were affected at various levels by the pandemic. Those problems are what we call trials or difficulties. In the next few weeks, I plan to focus an entire episode to talk about each affliction and how to overcome it. But in this episode, I will only tell you that the way we overcome trials is by standing on the promises of God. The next difficulty the believers in Christ face is the attacks of our enemy. Family, it does not matter if you mess with the devil or not. If you are a believer, Satan will attack you. From the moment we came to Christ, each of us is at war against Satan. Concerning how we deal with the attacks of the enemy, I have to tell you that we have two options. Either we defend ourselves against his attacks and defeat him with spiritual warfare, or we allow ourselves to be beaten by Satan. Some believers think that if they do not mention his name, that the devil will leave them alone. But that is not the case. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 12-14, Because our fight is not against human beings, but against powers, against authorities, against powers that dominate the world of darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavenly regions, and therefore put on the whole armor of God, so that when the evil day comes, you can stand firm to the end. Notice that the Bible here doesn't say if the evil day comes. It says when. Because, like I said, if you are a believer, you will have to face Satan's attack sooner or later. How do we overcome Satan's attacks? We do it by taking our authority in Christ and warring against him. Now, the next adversity facing every believer is the processes of God. Children of God, the main ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives is our maturity. He is the one who sees to it that each day you and I become more like Christ. It would be nice if we were so docile as He is, and we mature spiritually by only knowing the Word of God. Sadly, I know several people who know the Bible extremely well, but do not live it. Therefore, in order for us to go from glory to glory, God allows us to go through seasons of processes. These difficult times do not come to us because the devil hates us, because the economic situation of our country is difficult, or because we are in sin. These times are seasons in which God sends us to the desert. If you have served God for some time, you will understand what I'm talking about when I mention those seasons that many call the dark nights of the soul. These are seasons where even God seems distant. I will discuss more when we cover it in a full episode, but for now I will tell you that the only way to end a process from God is to go through it. No matter how much we pray, fast, or rebuke the devil, if the adversity we are going through is meant to help us mature, it will not end until God has accomplished what he wanted to do in our hearts. 
the only thing we can do is hold on to his hand and ask God for the strength to go through that process. One of the hardest processes of God in the Bible is that of Christ in Gethsemane. Mark 14, 35 and 36 tells us, Going a little further, he prostrated himself on the ground and began to pray that, if possible, he will not have to go through that hour. He said, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Do not make me drink this bitter drink, but not what I want, but what you want. If you are going through a process of God right now, have faith. Every process of God ends, and when it ends, we become more like Christ. So do not give up. The pain you are going through is worth it. Another difficult we all face is temptation. It is important to define temptation and its consequences. The dictionary defines temptation as the desire to do something, especially something wrong or foolish. The biblical definition of temptation is a situation where the devil presents us with an experience or a challenge to choose between fidelity or infidelity to the word of God. In other words, every time that we are tempted, we have a choice to obey or disobey God. It is important that we remember that the devil can only tempt us to sin. He cannot force us to sin. Let us also remember that the Bible tells us that God does not tempt anyone. In other words, we are the only ones who choose to fall into temptation or not. Many people blame the devil for their sin, but sadly that is just an excuse. No one is forced to sin. James chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 tells us, on the contrary, each one is tempted when his own evil desires drag and seduce him. Then when the desire has conceived, it begets sin. And sin, once it has been consummated, gives birth to death. In these verses, we are clearly told that when we sin, we do it because our evil desires drag us down. Note also that here the Bible explains to us that we only sin when our desire has been conceived. In other words, it is not a sin to be tempted. Many believers think that just by being tempted, they have sinned. But that is not the case. To sin, we have to fall into temptation. That is why hurting someone by accident is not a sin, but hurting someone on purpose is. In addition, that same verses tell us that all sin, once it has been consummated, produces death. In other words, we cannot avoid the consequences of our sins. There are parents who try to avoid the consequences of their children's sin without knowing that all they are doing is making the problem worse for those children whom they want to protect. If you love your child, do not avoid his or her consequences for bad decisions. Instead, teach your children from an early age that the wages of sin is death. The only way to overcome a temptation is to live clinging to Christ. And the way to deal with the consequences of our sins is to repent from them. I am also going to delve deeper into this topic when we talk about it in future episodes. For now, my prayer is that the Lord gives me the wisdom to teach you in a practical way to recognize easily the difference between each affliction we face. For example, an attack from the devil 
and a process from God may seem like the same thing, but they are not. Many times people ask me to pray for them because the devil's attacking them. And by laying hands on them, I realize that the devil may be taking advantage of what God is doing in their lives. But in reality, what is happening is that God is trying to bring them to a higher level of knowledge. Let me give you an example. Some time ago, a friend of mine lost her job. And because of that loss, she ended up losing even her house. Honestly, she had a very difficult financial time. My friend is a very generous woman. The people who were praying for her did not understand why God will not open doors for this amazing woman of God. In the midst of all this, the devil began to torment her, putting doubts in her heart about God's faithfulness. To make a long story short, I have to tell you that my friend spent not months, but two sad and hard years in this process. When she stopped listening to the devil's tricks, she stopped fighting and doing spiritual warfare and threw herself at God's mercy, telling God that no matter what she lost, she was still going to worship him. That no matter what happened, she was still going to give and that now she knew him as her absolute provider that the situation began to change. You see, my friend was used to doing everything on her own. She will ask God for the strength to get ahead financially, and until her process began, her work had been the source of her income. God in his mercy wanted to take my friend to a different level and free her from her dependency on her work. Now she knows that God is the only one who provides for her. That it doesn't matter if she loses everything because in God, nothing is lost. And that, my friend, is always the point of our processes from God. He wants to take us to a better level of faith. Because she thought that what was happening to her was an attack from the devil, my friend wasted time and went through a lot of pain. I see many people of God thinking that they are going through trials when in reality they are being attacked and because they do not know how to recognize what they're facing, the devil gets to mess with them. Therefore, do not miss the next episodes of this series. I pray that by the end of this series, you and I will be able to classify correctly the afflictions we face and know how to deal with them biblically. I feel I should close this episode in prayer. Please pray with me. Dear Father, we give you glory and honor for everything you are doing in our lives. We declare our trust and dependency on you. We know that no matter what we face in this world, you defeated the world and therefore we are more than conquerors. I feel, Lord, to pray for your people. I ask you for my brothers who are going through a difficult situation right now. Help all of them who are going through trials, Lord. We have promises in your word and we hold on to those promises. Lord, protect all those who are in danger. Supply, Father, for all those who are in need. Christ, heal the ailments of your people. By your wounds, Lord, we are healthy. I ask you, Lord, to help everyone who's going through a process. Straighten them, Lord. Help them. Help them to stand firm even if they cannot feel your presence at this time. And I ask you for those who are perhaps being tempted. Lord, only you can help us resist temptation. No one can say, I am strong alone and I will not sin. Lord, 
Hold us by our hands and keep your children away from sin. Father God, remove the anxiety of your people and help us live in peace. Help us to live confident that nothing and no one is stronger than you. We know that you are with us and if you are with us, who can rise against us? I bless your people, Father. I cover them with the blood of Christ and we give you honor and we give you all the glory. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for turning into the Cornerstone Podcast. For more information on how you can become our partner, please go to globalgraceministries.com or write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe to it and rate it. May God keep you and fill you with blessings. Blessings.